Hello and welcome back to You Haven't Seen What, the show where I haven't seen most movies and we're trying to fix that. Joining me to get, jo- joining me again today is my friend... Joanna. Hi, Joanna. Hello. Uh, explain yourself. Who are you and why are you here? Uh, I am your friend. Um, I watch movies. I make ads at the time, right now, and um, I, I guess you can say I wanted you to suffer again. Yeah. You you do animate and make me suffer. Those are two things you do. Yeah. So today you had me watch uh, Taxable Magic, the story of one brave accountant trying to figure out how to tax magical goods in a world full of wizards. Nice. I would, I would, that would be a really good movie. That would be even better than the five movies you had to watch to see this one. Oh, yeah, it's, mm, 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 mm. What about Comical Magic, a stand-up show about washed-up ma- magicians who turned comedians? Isn't that just normal magic shows? That was mean. I'm not a fan of magic. What? I don't know. Oh, my God. And you call yourself a nerd. I do call myself a nerd. I like fake magic. What I don't like is people who are like, look, it's real. I did a sleight of hand trick and I'm claiming that I have powers. Fine. So uh, is there anything to talk about with Practical Magic? The uh, I don't care about this movie. It's from the 90s, probably. 1997, I think. Oh, no, 98. Good for them. I don't care when it (laughs) came out. You and I hate this movie. But it is important because this could have only been made in the 90s. You would never see this in like 2010. So why did you have me watch this movie? Because it's a Halloween classic. It's May. Well, it took us a while, but it's a Halloween classic. Welcome to the Halloween episode. It's May Listen, now. if Hocus Pocus could premiere in July, we can make an episode about practical magic in May. It's fine. If Christmas can come but six months a year, <laughs> then Halloween can come occasionally. Exactly. Exactly. So unless there's something to talk about uh, sort of more broadly at the front, we can start in with the scene by scene. I think the fact that this movie could have only been made in the 90s is a really good start, Tink Point. Welcome to Practical Magic, the 1998 movie set in definitely not Salem, Massachusetts. Going into this, I think I was expecting a kind of a campy Halloween movie with some sort of magical witchy hijinks. That's really sweet. But you didn't watch the trailer like I told you to. No, I didn't. By the time you asked me to watch the trailer, I had already almost watched this movie twice. (laughs) Normally, I watch the movie we're covering once to see it and eat popcorn. And the second time, I watch it to write jokes spoiler alert i didn't get all the way through the second time i couldn't (laughs) i couldn't bring myself to Joanna. so wait 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 so does this mean that this was worse than lady hawkeye lady hawkeye yeah you mean lady hawk yeah okay lady hawkeye would be a better movie i know because that guy has arrows we do puns let me have this one we have pun here yeah Uh, yeah, I think what I got about the movie was a uh, slice of life Americana movie. I mean, what? no, sorry, sorry, wrong. I, I, it's a gritty crime drama. I mean, romantic comedy. I mean, 
feel-good story about community with family. I mean, cautionary tale about dealing with the consequences of your decisions. I mean, hor- zombie horror movie. I mean, story about a family of outsiders learning to fit in. I mean, thinly veiled coming out story. I mean, fantasy story about defeating an ancient curse. I mean, American morality play. I mean, a story about two killers on the run from the law. Woo! Nice. Oh, boy. We sat down one day and uh, brainstormed, like, ten scripts for this one. I... uh, uh, So many scripts. So many scripts. Too many. Just to explain... um, We did more revision on the script for that than they did for this movie. (laughs) Just to to clarify for anybody listening, um, this film has this singular effect where... I've never seen something like this before. It's advertised as a rom-com... Uh, but it's false advertising because it's it cannot decide what it is. So we, we sat down one day and based on the storylines in the film, we wrote about 10 scripts that could have been this film if they had chosen like a direction, if they wanted to be like a coming out story or a fantasy story or a crime or a domestic abuse Someone should, at some point while making this movie, have made a decision. I, one decision is all I need in the course of making a movie. I don't need much. Having said that, the set design is exquisite. They did paint the town white. Yeah, fun fact, the, the town was very colorful, uh, but it didn't fit with their aesthetics. So they paid everyone to let them paint their houses white, and then they took pictures, so they painted them back the way they were when they left. Which is something that productions did in the 90s, I guess. I, I guess when you could rely on VHS sales on the long tail, yeah. Nice. Good times. Yeah, good times. Good times. Do you remember the good old days? They weren't great. Well, for filmmaking, it was fun. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. Also, they made this, so I can't forgive it. (laughs) So, fade in to some hazy morning lake and hills, then a group of people dressed in standard-issue pilgrim costumes, and this narrator informs us that her family have been blamed for everything for hundreds of years. Turns out, a few hundred years ago, their grandma was a witch. So they're hanging out, uh, they're hanging her. Which is what pilgrims do, apparently. Yeah, they do do that. See, they're hanging her on these gallows here because she was different and also slept with a bunch of married men whose wives were on something called the Hanging Committee. <clears throat> that that doesn't seem like it's because she was different. I think somebody who is in a Hanging Committee is uh, bound to be a cultish anyway. Mm. So she jumps off the gallows, snapping the rope and landing safely on the ground. The gathered people flee screaming from this immense show of arcane power. She was banished to an island where she waited for her lover uh, to come save her. Now, uh, you know, one of those, one of them. Do you think they sat down after the show of arcane powers and said, listen, obviously we can't hang you. So we need to to decide what's going to happen here. So they had like a table discussion of where she would live. Maybe they gave her some property. Yeah, it's uh, the Exile Committee. Uh, yeah. They have the Hanging Committee, the Exile Committee. They signed some paperwork. Yeah. They were wondering, what if we had done this initially? 
and had saved ourselves some time with all the hanging and stuff. Prior to this, she had convened the D committee. <laughs> None of whom visited her after the exile committee. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe the first one was like the housing association. Yeah, they do. That is the hanging committee of modern days. <laughs> if you put out the wrong flower bed, oh boy. But I'm just different. Be different in someone else's neighborhood. Here we plant white flowers. <laughs> and we keep our lawns three millimeters tall, not four. Uh, so the woman with enough magical power to be unkillable by hanging, it seems, uh, can't seem to magic herself together a boat. So she spends the rest of her life on this island. She can't craft it either. Apparently arts and crafts were not a thing in the pilgrim time. Oh, yeah. The, famously, the pilgrims did not know how to do boats. No. No. No one knows quite how they got to North America. <laughs> we think it might have been aliens. They sprouted. So I think quite reasonably, uh, this witch, who is now on a cool, like, secluded island all to herself, uh, she casts an anti-love spell on herself, which ends up being a curse for her entire lineage. Because you see, if anyone loves a Owens woman, that's her name, I guess, uh, going forward, they'll die. That was so unfair, by the way. That'll show them. Like, okay, you enjoy sort of hanging out with various dudes. Why are you banishing your your lineage from, from not your lineage, your, uh, what is the word? No, lineage is it, yeah. Oh, yeah. Your, your, uh, I don't know. Yeah, you, your, your progeny anyway from, from loving people. That's not the same. You're right. Progeny is a better word. <laughs> Cut to modern day and a child asking if that's why her father is dead. Turns out that, yeah, totally. No, yeah. Is that why dad's dead? Yep, totally. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Oh, uh, sorry. My mother fell in love with the guy and, uh, well. Sorry, kid. Sorry, man. Ends the breaks. But you see, here's the thing. Uh, you, you see, you'll hear a beetle, which means your husband and the father of your children is about to die, obviously. I uh, can't believe they failed to, failed to explain that to you. What, the death beetle? Yeah, you know, the death beetle. I mean, I think the, the magic in this movie is a combination of, um, you know, folklore and um, what is the word that you hate? You know, like the evil eye and that kind of stuff. I don't hate the evil eye. I think it's nonsense. Yeah, but that kind of stuff. So the kids uh, go to live with their aunties who serve chocolate cake for breakfast and don't bother brushing their teeth. That's right. This is a zero hygiene household. Great. Also, the local kids throw rocks at them and chant, witch, witch, you're a witch. For the longest time, I did not hear the word witch. I think it's implied. In the second verse. Did you notice? No, yeah. It's, 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 which is implied. Okay. Don't tell the censors. <laughs> EG-13. You're only allowed one sweary word. Yeah, it is one. It's not their fault that it's been chanted. Cut to a meal sometime later. Uh, shown in idyllic soft focus where they discuss whether the death curse was just now presented as fact, is actually a curse or not a curse. Well, it's real enough to kill your dad. 
Anyway, stop doing your homework, nerd. Stop being a skeptic in a witch family. Stop doing your homework. Time to do some spells. Like this one time where they did this spell to make a man fall in love with this other woman here, and they killed a bird to do that. So the girl decides to cast her own love spell so that someone in like 20 years will fall in love with her. Uh, Ethics note, is that murder? What, the first one? No, the second one. Why? You're making, you know for a fact that the spell that you're casting through some machinations is going to kill the person no, that you love. It's a pre- it's a prevention measurement. It's not, it, she was trying to make up a person who she thought would not be possible to exist. So she was trying to prevent murder. You're right. That was clearly explained in the movie. Yes. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. It absolutely it was. was it was directly quoted by the kid who said, don't you understand? I'm wishing for something that cannot that cannot exist. She said it. Okay. I mean, I don't remember. Okay, I trust you. Ah, I watched this today just to remember. Yeah, I watched it stuff. one time, so I trust you. You've seen it more times than I have. So I believe you. That's okay. Uh, so cut to years later, and the two girls are now grown up, and one is a redhead, and one is running away to be this with this one guy who hauls luggage for her. Well, you clearly you have like a repeating sort of personality in the family. You have the carefree one and the more sort of grounded one in the grannies and the kids and the kids' kids. And and you can tell which is so, which because so. one of them has glasses <laughs> and, and the other ties one, her hair back. And the other one is a redhead. And the other one is a redhead, a fiery redhead. Who, who jumps around a lot and is energetic. Yeah. Did you notice... And she likes boys. Just a small side note. Did you notice when the, 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 the kid that was the more sort of logical one, let's say, cast the spell to prevent herself from falling in love at the same time as a, some client of her auntie was wishing for a guy to be obsessive about her and the auntie was like, oh, be careful what you wish for. None of this makes sense to me. <laughs> none, none of the... All right, I feel like sure. they were trying to sort of... I think they were trying to shad, shad, no, Foresh- foreshadow, foreshadow something. Um, not sure if they managed it, but... So in order to properly say goodbye, these are sisters, uh, they, they just slash each other's hands right deep to the bone and decide to trade some blood. Just, just have all my diseases, sister, and I'm going to have all yours. First, I don't know. first aid I, 101, if it's red and sticky and not yours, don't touch it. I, don't touch it. If they were younger, I could see that happening. These these women are in their 20s. No, they're not. They're like 16, 17. Sandra Bullock in 1998 I know. is not passing for 16. Yeah, yeah, because movies cared about that back then. They were not casting 30-year-olds to be 17-year-olds. <sighs> This okay. was clearly teenage drama. You're right. That's what this movie is about <laughs> and nothing else. In that moment, anyway. So, see, a normal setup for a normal, everyday romantic comedy. Like this one time where Sandra Bullock literally runs at a random dude she saw at the market and throws herself at him. But she had to wait until oh, golden but, hour. But that was also a spell. Was that also a spell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
oh yeah one of them casts a spell and then she runs at the dude and but she has to wait till golden hour because that's when the light looks really nice oh yeah that was the filmmakers uh hint not the not the witchcrafters well clearly the witchcrafters knew that the filmmakers were going to do something nice and now they're married well that was what they did in the old days yeah you see that dude right there that i'm gonna take one of him yeah one that guy please And in an update letter to her sister, uh, she says how happy married life is because that's some good, wholesome, all-American, suburban, white picket fence, aspirational goodness. Clearly, this is the only way to live a correct life. Meanwhile. Meanwhile. (laughs) The sister. Who's out in that awful, sinful, evil, terrible, smelly California where people don't get married but instead have poolside orgies and do drugs and dingy motel rooms and have sex with people that they're not married to. That's clearly an inferior way to live. Don't you hate cities? I think the way it was presented was that she was having like a good time. She's actually having a great time. Yeah. But the framing of the movie is, look at this evil, awful place that's sinful and naughty and ooh, no. And look at is this it? nice, wholesome American place. I'm sen- I guess I'm sensitive to American framings because it's very like, ooh, city, evil, bad, dark. Look at countryside greatness. But it was lit like in the daylight and they were out by the pool and they were having a good time. It wasn't like dark and dingy. It, it got very dark and very dingy very quickly. Yeah, well, when she was with the other guy. Also, Jimmy Angel is here. There you go. And he is a bad boy. <laughs> with that name? Really? Jimmy Angel. Yes. Turns out. Uh, you can tell because he's wearing sunglasses. <laughs> he has long hair. Bad boys, what you gonna do? He's smoking a cigarette, which in the 90s is not actually code for bad boy. It's just like what people do. And he wears jewelry. These are all things that make him a bad, bad boy. And the alcohol. Also, he drinks sometimes. Fortunately for uh, a person I've called No Cole Kidman here. <laughs> thanks, thanks, hands. No Cole? No Cole. Nicole Zero Kidman, uh, she also enjoys debauchery. Good for her. You do you, queen. Back at the God-fearing, country-living, family values house, <laughs> Sandra hears a beetle. I don't know what her character. No name. one is safe. No one is safe from the beetle. So that means her husband is likely to die right now. So then her die, her husband dies right now. I love that she takes apart her house to find the beetle. Is it that if you find the beetle, they kill it? Do you, do you, do do you, you get a prize? Do you? <laughs> it's sort of. What, what, it's, an what exchange, happens? it's an exchange, probably, obviously. If you, you kill the beetle, you save the husband. You don't kill the beetle. Oh, well. I'm sure that's the way Heroes started. You know that mid-2000s TV show that was like, save the beetle, save oh, the world. Oh, nice. Yes. That's a deep cut for anybody who wasn't around in that like one year. That was a better show than this. Uh, then her <laughs> husband dies in a car accident, which also ruins those crates of apples that he, that he was carting down the pavement earlier. Oh, no. Oh, no, not the apples. She runs to her aunt's house and yells, It was the curse, wasn't it? He died because I loved him so much. No, he died because he got hit by a terrifying two-ton projectile. Yes, well. Turns out the aunts killed him. 
I knew it. Turned, yeah. or, like they cast a spell years ago, which did make him fall in love with her, but that also killed him because the curse they both knew about, but which gives them total deniability, but also total culpability in his killing. Absolutely. They are actual murderers. Yep. And they're such nice old ladies. Yes. Also murderers. Yep. But like nice ones. Mm-hmm. Murderers who will also bake you a cake and insist that you don't brush your teeth. No care about hygiene or loss of life. Those two things are equivalent. <laughs> so it turns out that the aunties do, however, know how to raise the dead. But in more of a kind of like animate dead way than a raise dead way. So they're necromancers. I guess so. Sandra. Or they know some necromancy spells. Yeah, I mean, I feel like all decent wizards pick up a couple of necromancy spells. Yeah. You know, they have a phase. Yeah. It's like the emos. Oh. So at a certain point, you grow your hair out, you dye it black. Yeah. You Even raise if it. your hair is already black, you somehow dye it more you, black. You raise an undead family. You raise a family. Yeah. So Sandra and her children go live with the aunties because I guess they were previously living off of her husband's apple business. You don't know how easy it was to get by in the 90s, I think. Sell a crate of apples, live on that for three months. Yeah. Uh, Cut to Jilly, that's Nicole Kidman, uh, who is in bed with Jimmy and excuses herself to go to the bathroom where she spikes his drink. As you do. Uh, she then locks, uh, looks in the mirror and decides that she needs to go back home to her good old country living barbecue picnic, Fence Bat Suburbia, Big Family Values house in the country living life house. And this is a pre-mobile phone uh, era, so how does she communicate? Magic. There you go. Cut to a driving montage and she's back home gently stroking her sister's face. Like a weirdo. Jimmy is Bulgarian. That's somehow that's somewhere near Transylvania, which uh, which is in Romania and about 600 kilometers away from the Bulgarian border. But, you know, whatever details, he's foreign and therefore dangerous and a bad (laughs) boy, especially as this whole Dracula cowboy thing. Dracula cowboy. That would have been such a good movie. I would prefer that movie. I want Jimmy Angel being... Dracula cowboy thing. That's also a good D&D character. Oh my like god, a, I'm making it. Like a cowboy tiefling. You're not wrong. Because, you see, normally the curse kills people, but not Jimmy. He's strong. And because I guess you could just tank through the curse? That also means that previous guy, he was weak. He was a weakling. He was a weakling. It wasn't the, it wasn't the auntie's fault. Yeah, strength beats curse, basic rock, paper, scissors stuff. I, or or beats beat the death beetle anyway. Oh, yeah. So a death beetle is one of the one of the hand signs that you can throw out in yeah, rock, yeah, paper, probably, scissors. Yeah, yeah, probably. Hey, look, local kids have shown up to yell witch at the two girls. You know, like 10 minutes ago when they had a different people yelling at those other different people who are also witches. You remember? Do you remember 10 minutes ago? This is very accurate small town mentality, by the way. Oh, yeah. Look, there's people who I, I've never met before. Which? No, you have met them. It's a small town. You know them. I guess that's right. Angered by this, the children cast a spell, which angers their mother because spells kill people. How do you know? Um, I don't know. Magic. I thought it was curses. Magic. 
For a couple of scenes, Sandra mopes. Uh, then she gets a call from Jilly, who is in trouble. Later at a motel, she finds Jilly sitting on the floor. Jimmy just beat her and she needs to leave, but not before getting her tiger's eye pendant from Jimmy's car, which she stole. But Jimmy is in the car and kidnaps her and forces her sister to drive. Was this a romantic comedy like one minute ago? Um, I think it was a romantic comedy about 10 minutes ago. Then it became like a social drama. Okay, so we're past social drama into like abduction. Yeah, like a crime drama. Crime drama, sure. Uh, so Jimmy is an increasingly unhinged creep man who tries to murder Jilly, but then the drugs start working. Because, you see, they drugged him so much that the magic powder, and then he dies. How can you die from belladonna overdose? Uh, I mean, uh, magic. (laughs) (laughs) He had too many herbs. My God. (laughs) It looks like they overherbed him. So now the two sisters have a corpse and a stolen car on their hands. Uh, Jilly claims that they can't go to the police because poison isn't self-defense. I don't know, man. Like... If he overherbed himself? I don't know, man. You were in the car. He literally tried to kill you right there. And you're like, this is the only weapon I have. I, I, you know... I don't know of a jury that would But also, that. you could just say I was trying to put him to sleep because he was being, you know... She, she homicid- gives the right defense. Hom- homicidal and, you know... She gives the right defense in her speech. Yeah. I wasn't exactly counting the dose. Exactly. Also, Belladonna, is that actually deadly? I don't know, plants. It, I, it shouldn't be. It's just a, you know, just a herb. You drink like chamomile. It's not... Can you have chamomile overdose? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Can you? <laughs> I, 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 I cannot stress enough how little I know about plants. I did not research this, but I am very doubtful. So uh, instead, they decide, uh, instead of going to the police or, you know, doing any reasonable thing, they, they instead decide to resurrect and or hide the body and also steal his car. I love that they went, let's not go to the police. Let's just raise the dead. It's simpler. It is simpler. What? Yeah. Also, he was homicidal. What did they think he would do if he came back to life? Mm. Well, I mean, it's sort of a moot point because the resurrection doesn't really go as expected because now we got zombie Jimmy. Yes, but in between. So he wakes up once, tries to kill them, Uh and then they kill him again. And then they resurrect him again. Or am I wrong? Uh, I mean, they do hit him with a pen. Yeah. So he dies again. Yeah. And then they bury him in the backyard. But he's not entirely dead. He's only physically dead. No, he's only mostly dead. Yeah. Like that much better movie that we did not watch instead of this one. (laughs) But they did kill him twice. They did do that. Yeah. Uh, they are also out here digging a hole like they don't have some sort of like magic digging spell. No. Could I just say also, there's definitely some foot shots in here where I'm like, hmm, that's, that's suspect. 
because they had barefoot Nicole Kidman stomping around on the ground. And at no point do you see Sandra Bullock's feet. I have a feeling Sandra has a thing in her contract. <laughs> As she should. As she should. To, to avoid the creep people. And Nicole Kidman is clearly going, it's fine. All right. Yeah, go ahead. I'll stomp around in this dirt for you. Weird feet people. <laughs> I didn't remember that. It was it was pretty egregious, if okay. I'm honest. Right? Okay. Like, she's been out here digging this whole dang hole. At no why? point did she go, you keep digging, I'm going to get shoes. Uh, why did she? Wait, was she, was she not wearing shoes? She was not wearing shoes. She had previously been okay. wearing heels, I guess. So you take, yeah, that makes, no, that checks out. I get it. And then she ran out of the motel and they just got home. But again, like they dug a deep grave sized hole. At no point did she run inside to grab I some shoes. I don't think that it was in the list of priorities. Maybe not. Like we have a dead person who came back to life and then we killed him again. And Yeah. And that's, of course, why the director decided to have a long lingering shot. Oh, my God. That was necessary. I will say this. Ha, there is a very bad film called Leprechaun uh, that has spawned about five others. Uh -huh. uh, but Leprechaun 1 has a lot of long sort of feet shots. In shoes, out of shoes. Yeah. Just, it always focuses on the feet. So, Some filmmakers, man, I'll tell ya, you. I'm starting help. to notice it since it's been pointed out to me a couple of times. And I can't unsee it. No. It's like learning about the rule of thirds. Yeah. At a certain point, you just see it everywhere. And I don't want to. I, I have to stress that this was done to me against my will. But having said that, I think that was the only feat shot in the film. So Fair. maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, the next morning, the aunties and the kids arrive back from Witchfest 98. The kids are excited to see their Aunt Jilly, and the aunts immediately know that something is up, but don't suspect that they killed anyone, resurrected, then killed them again, anyone's famous movie star boyfriend. There was just a bad vibe. There's a vibe of some kind. You know, because magic. Yeah. Also, the carefree sort of, you know, re not responsible sister was back. Mm-hmm. So maybe not magic. To any viewers who want more of Ioana, by the way, at some point the script is going to stop because I will have had enough. And the, the whole episode will just be her trying to salvage things <laughs> as I get increasingly unhinged in my anger. <laughs> Later at the shop, Jilly is smoking indoors while apparently uh, lotioning herself. This is clearly work, according to her. And time to introduce uh, Chekhov's phone tree. Oh, yeah. The phone tree. You see, because every American movie needs at least <sighs> one classroom scene where somebody is the outsider in the classroom and is making teacher angry, even if teacher is just one of their peers, like the, other of the parents just, who are just in the school. another adult. Just one other adult. But everybody's sitting in the class and going, huh, and passing notes in the what is it about Americans that they think every classroom means that everyone must become 15? I don't know. I haven't been in a school since I finished school. Yeah, it's probably for the best. <laughs> Later, all the women squeal about margaritas at each other as they dance around in their pajamas to the song Wait, Lime in the Coconut. The school scene cuts to that? The school scene cuts to that. Really? Yeah. Oh, shoot. Yeah. 
So there's a random, I guess it's a sort of, well, it's a, it's a woman's movie and let's just show the girls having fun and drinking tequila. At what point in your life has someone said margaritas and you decided to scream the word margaritas at the top of your lungs? I am assuming that in this situation, it was like a rite of passage that, or like a thing that they were regularly doing, but... But I distinctly remember being 19 and be woken up by girls going, oh, we're drinking shots. You should join us. And I'm like, no. But no, I shouldn't. They, they would keep sort of pushing me around and I would eventually join and I would have fun. But yeah, you know, you're not wrong. It still feels a little <laughs> bit like, you know, we just killed a guy. And, you know, emotionally, the place we're in is squealing about margaritas. I think this movie switched from we were in the crime drama and then we went back to the social drama and then we switched to girls night movie. Yeah. I mean, what even is murder? I don't know. Yeah. No one's ever done that. Not us. Sure. No, it's like Weekend at Bernie. That was yesterday. That's in the past. Uh, later, they're just drinking straight tequila while brutally insulting each other. Uh, wait, where did they get tequila? Someone left it on the porch, I guess. But that's Jimmy's tequila. Clearly, zombie Jimmy rose from the grave and left a bottle on the porch. Also, wasn't that bottle drugged? It was. Yeah. Why are they not dead? Several of them should be dead by now, unless... Magic. Or unless Jimmy died from something else. Unless Jimmy died that from something else. That was never explained. No. Maybe it was, the, it was the curse that killed him. Also, uh, Nicole decides to smash the bottle in the sink. Because that's what you do. Uh, that's the best place to smash glass, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Where you keep... Right, where you th- shove your hands straight into yeah, yeah, water. Yeah, and where you keep your other plates and stuff. Yeah, that's a good place to do that. Now you got two problems. Now you got a clean broken glass out of the sink well done jillian who's jillian jilly is that nicole kidman yeah yeah okay i don't know characters i don't care (laughs) now the aunties really do know what happened now including the all of the zombie jimmy stuff so naturally they decide to cast some sort of protection spell on the children before leaving on vacation I think that's uh sounds about right. Sounds on brand for them anyway. Yeah, it sounds on brand for them. We like our we like our grandchildren more than we like our actual children. I think so the wait a second. No, 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 no. The so Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman were the children of her of their sister. Uh so they were her their nieces? Yeah, so they want to live with the aunties. I think you grow up with your aunties that kind of time. They they're parents at that point, surely. Well, Adoptive parents maybe sure, but I think that counts. No, but the kids were quite old so they would remember their actual mother. Oh yeah, enough to be like, is that why daddy died? Yeah, it's totally it. But that's fine. Don't worry about it. So he was always destined to die. He should have known that. <laughs> we were expecting that one. Yeah, we knew it was that. We did the not whole know time. about your mom, but we knew your dad was. You no, know, your his, mom's a real tragedy. His, his but nah, days, your dad's whatever. His Don't worry days about were it. numbered. Uh, yeah, we numbered them. <laughs> we had a bet going on and everything. Yeah, we had a whole pool. Yeah, I, I missed the. I I nearly won. I was like three days off. Nice. 
Anyway, it's it's on brand for them to go, well, you can clean up your own mess and we're going to go on vacation. Bye. Later. Uh, you see, one of the children the next morning sees Jimmy by the roses. Uh, and then the message from the aunts is, deal with your own mess. Uh, so naturally, Jilly goes outside and starts tearing at a rose bush with bare hands, legs, and feet. Yeah, because that what you, that's what you do. I mean, the number of times that I've decided I'm going to tear down this whole rose bush and I've just <laughs> launched myself balls first right in there. <laughs> uh, side note, are you noticing how much Nicole... Mm, that was a footnote. Never mind. Oh, it was another... Yeah, was there another... F- she's she's barefoot a lot in this movie. I didn't notice. Like all the time. <laughs> oh, my God. It was enough that I made two notes about it in my notes. Okay. Uh, Sally decides to tear down the rose bush as a stranger walks onto their property and introduces himself as a police officer from out of state. See, he's looking for Jimmy and has found Jimmy's car in the drive. I just, I, this is where I can't anymore. Why? I have no idea. I could not bring myself to watch the movie any further after this. That's as far as you went? That's as far as I went That's in the second That's not even year. halfway through. No, I watched it all the way the first time, and then the second time I just got to this point, and I'm like, I'm out. I'm out. I'm done. Okay, what was your tip? What was the tipping point? It's just, at, at this point, it was just thing after thing after thing, and I'm going, oh my God, no, why? Why? They they killed any way that I was going to suspend disbelief about anything that they established. And now there's this guy who's from out of state who's like, I'm investigating a crime. And they're like, all right, but that's the FBI job, though. And you don't have jurisdiction here. And he's like, no, but I'm a cop and I'm going to investigate. And they're like, no, don't investigate. But actually, yes, please do investigate. In fact, if you wouldn't mind investigating me a little bit further, <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> Yeah, just, and like the worst cop in the world comes into town and goes, I'm out of my jurisdiction, but we'll solve your crime anyway. And stop talking to me because I'm a good guy, cop, and I won't I won't collect evidence when it's put in front of me because I'm a good guy, cop, and I'm going to fall in love with the person I'm investigating, even if it kills me, which probably will. And this is this impossible guy with the two different colored eyes and the hair and the uh, whatever. He's wearing a jacket or something. I don't care. I I lost hope at this point. <laughs> it was the jurisdiction that threw you off. At a certain point, I'm like, no. There's magic in this movie. Magic. Well, through the magic of I no longer care. <laughs> Joanna, where are we at in the movie? Uh, what happens next? So, next you have the out-of-town cop trying to learn more about the sisters, because why not? I mean, he made the miles, he got himself so far, all the way from California to the other side of the country. So he might as well buy some lotions, learn the local gossip, and um, use some soap, and um, go to their house for breakfast, because... As I noted when I recommended this film to Paul, that house is gorgeous. So I cannot blame him for wanting to have a closer look and maybe some pancakes while he's at it. Meanwhile, the sister, well... The sisters do try to poison him. 
the one sister tries to poison him. And the other one is like, okay, but I'm not involved in this. What? Yeah. And by saying that, she absolutely is involved in this. Meanwhile, meanwhile, the kids find out their mom's sort of child spell book. And they find the spell that their mom made when she was a kid. Do you remember back at the start of the film when... Um... Sure. Yeah. Sure. So, why not? Why not? Why don't we say I remember that? <laughs> so the kids find their mom's spell book and they realize, oh no, this is the guy that the mom wished for and he could be our new dad because why not kill another person? <laughs> yeah, let's just keep killing these poor hapless men for the crime of being in love with the person they fall in love with. So let's also remove all agency, by the way, from these men and who they fall in love with. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So meanwhile, 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 this guy is making pancakes, just chilling. Um, the sister is um, brewing the sort of spell potion that she was going to make him drink. Mm-hmm. And the kids, they ruin that plan. They, they throw the whole thing in the Get in ocean. the sea. As you do. Get in the sea, you stupid potion. So this guy is having the day of his life completely, you know, scrambled brain trying to figure out what's going on. Why not invite the guy who's actively investigating you for murder? Just have him round for pancakes. We are now on meanwhile number six. Oh, God. When (laughs) so many wiles to mean. When the out-of-town cop finds a frog and the frog speaks to him and they look at each other in the eye like very intense and the frog vomits a ring a ring that the out-of-town cop recognizes because of course he does as being jimmy's ring and that's when he says wait a second something is off about this place That was the moment for him. <laughs> Something about this place doesn't feel right. Something is going on. There's somewhere I'll find a clue. Where will it be? Hmm. He takes out his magnifying glass and puts it up to his eye and twirls the mustache. He pr- does he have a mustache? I don't know. It's probably not a twirler. He, if does, he does not have a mustache. I remember him as having a mustache. Probably because Burt Reynolds would have been better doing this. <laughs> Can we recast this as Burt Reynolds? Why? What has Burt Reynolds done to you? You're right. That'd be, I'd be mean. Anyway, so he's pissed off and he runs off to his um, motel, I guess. Probably angry that he doesn't have a mustache. I guess so. That's the problem. You're right. You're right. Uh, the sisters are at home fighting because Jilly wants the police guy gone. Uh, oh, we forgot an important clue. The idea that anything is important at this point is very funny. No, for some reason, I'm saying important for comedic reason. For, for some reason. For comedic effect. Uh-huh. For some reason, Sally, the the Sandra Bullock sister, the sister who made the spell to fall in love with this guy, she cannot lie to him. No, she can't. That wasn't in the spell. 
No, I wasn't. But she cannot lie to him. So, for example, when he started asking, you know, did you steal Jimmy Devil's, no, Jimmy Angel's car or did you do this? She tries to give vague answers. So, for example, when he says, oh, did you kill, just tell me the truth, give it to me straight. Did you kill Jimmy Angel? And she goes, yeah, a couple of times. So he thinks she's kidding, but she's actually being honest. Because I think that's after did. she's decided, though, because a couple of times she gets real flustered and the questions are like, did you steal his car? Well, I don't know about stole. I mean, there's a whole, and she just starts spilling beans about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's sort of the other sister's like, what is the wrong matter with you? Why are you telling him all this stuff? And she's like, oh, I don't know. But, but it's I, never but after, explained. Well, after a while, she says, well, you know, after a while, it's she says, you know, I just, I need to just believe in myself and trust my instincts. And, you know, um, I think... I, I, it's just the way I'm it's just gonna, gonna work. tell him the truth. I'm just gonna tell him all of the truth. So then he says directly, "Listen, I'm just gonna ask you: Did you kill Jimmy Angel?" She says, "Yeah, a couple of times." I think that was earlier. When, the moment when she went ballistics and said, "I'm just gonna give him the truth," was the moment when she followed him to the hotel. Oh yeah, that's right. And just literally just. And Does order of operations matter at this point? I mean, if we're going to be accurate about it. Right. We can't We can't be inaccurate about it. <laughs> some so, events happen, and the guy is around, and some so, magic occurs, and ugh. Anyway, she follows him to the motel, gives him the information. They make out because reasons. Uh, and then... The but they make out right after he's like, I'm going to put you away for murder. Yeah, and then yeah, they yeah. make out. And then he's like, no, but for real, though, I still actually like I'm, I'm going to get grab the handcuffs. Yeah. No, not not for the. No, I mean, actually, like, get in the car. But then something happens uh, as in magical and she gets a feeling. So she runs to the house and she finds her sister being possessed by uh, the zombie Jimmy, who is now ghost Jimmy, who has possessed her body. Yeah. So ghost Jimmy who is zombie Jimmy, but also just Jimmy, but also different Jimmy, and possibly just actually a demon, but yeah. also mostly just Jimmy. I don't know. Magic. Anyway, he possesses her sister's body, and the cop sees it, and now he becomes a believer. Because, you know. Because, like, tangible physical evidence directly in front of you of a physical sure. reality. Uh, and then he defeats him with the sheriff powers that he has because his sheriff's badge is a magical symbol and protects him from evil. Yeah. You know, here's the thing. Symbols, they have power. And not just, met, like, symbolic power. They got, like, actual burn-the-thing-alive power. Yeah, of course they do. Yeah, sure. Joanna, anyway. how many symbols are there in Greece? Oh, God. Don't ask me that. This is why there's no zombies in Greece. Yeah, we are covered. No, zombies. The post-apocalypse can't happen there. Giant spiders. We, we've got it covered. Giant spiders, also a symbol. That has power. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so the, to be clear, uh, the law is magic. Apparently. Yeah. So his badge protects him from evil Jimmy. Uh -huh. uh, it also kills evil Jimmy because, you see, the police are always the good guys and the sheriff so badge then, is a so real then, badge. So then the cop saw his face and yeah. now he's a believer. Uh, he 
So you're saying, and then he saw his face. Yeah. And now he's a believer. Yeah. Like that song, whose name I forget. Yeah, yeah. Got it. Yeah. No, different song. Smosh Mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a different song. Anyway. She uh, does love him, though. <laughs> like that song, whose name I forget. <laughs> so the cop freaks out. Um, he decides to take a sabbatical for a few days. Um, That's a very short sabbatical. <laughs> He goes to a bar, drinks some beer, I guess. Um, isn't that what cops do? Maybe he has some donuts. Um, meanwhile, the sisters, well, the one sister is possessed. The other sister's going insane. The aunties come back. Uh, and they're like, oh, God, you know, we know we told you that. It's your mess, but we need to come back home at some point. Turns we're, out we're running out of funds. also our mess. We're running out of funds for the motel. Uh-huh. Uh, so let's see. So they bring out the spell book and they realize, well, there's only four witches in this house. And for that, we, when, for this particular spell, we need a whole covenant. Is that how it's pronounced? Uh, convent? Con- well, a convent is like where nuns live. No. Coven? Is that what you're looking coven for? Coven of witches? Yeah, coven of witches. So they need a whole coven, uh, so like 14, 15 I do like people. the idea of a convent of witches, though. Do you? I like the idea that nuns are witches, <laughs> and <laughs> that is, would make a better movie. There is a show that has nuns who are fairies. I'll take it. It's nice. Is it a good show? For the first couple of seasons, excellent TV. The next of it is a train wreck. Yeah, that scans. <laughs> So back to the terrible movie. Yeah. We do need to finish this. So eventually. they're like, where are we going to find 14 witches at this time of the day? And then. Oh, hi, Chekhov. <laughs> nice phone tree you have I remember, there. I remember we, were, we went to school together one day and we're making up like a. You remember that thing several scenes ago where we introduced that thing and now we're going back and being like, aha, I am a good writer. So they, they call the other moms from the school whose children are chanting witches, uh-huh. witch, witch, you're a witch. And they say, hey, and they're like, turns I'm out I'm actually out. a witch. I'm I, coming out. They, she uses the no, word, no, no, no. I'm coming out. I'm not gay. I'm just, I'm just magical. By the way, those two, they don't exclude each other necessarily. Of course not. You can be a magical gay lady or yeah. gay guy, whatever. But it, this particular lady was just plain magical. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the women called each other up and went, oh, she finally came out. I mean, I, I imagine that your coming out was very similar. Yeah, absolutely. No. <laughs> was there cake involved? Did you no. invite all the women of the village to bring their brooms no, and vanquish no. a demon together? No, no, I didn't have that much time at the time. No. Anyway, uh, maybe the next coming out. I could do it next time. I'm with people who don't really know me. I could bring a broom and we could make a witch party out of it. Didn't even occur to me that it might be like a continuous process over your life to come out to people. Yeah, of course. Oh, boy. Anyway. It's always presented as like a one-time event. You're like, it's me now. <laughs> Everyone in the world now knows. Yeah, there is. You've been labeled. I have this uh I have this scarlet letter directly on my forehead like yeah. that book whose name I forget. <laughs> uh anyhow, uh they invite the newly informed women over to their house uh and they ask them to bring your own to bring their own broom. You know, BYB, not bring your own broom. BYOB, bring your own broom. Um one of them has an electronic one, an electric one, apparently it doesn't matter. What if, if what if one of them had shown up with like a keychain broom? What would they have done? Could they have used it? 
I mean, we're assuming that there are rules to this. I don't think the brooms are actually necessary. Anyway, they use the brooms to make like a wizard circle around um, possessed Jilly. Yeah, she's real possessed at this point. Uh, they start chanting. They're yeah, not- you see, you can tell she's possessed because Nicole Kidman here actually doing a real good job of acting like a different, better character. <laughs> I would prefer Nicole Kidman I, playing Jimmy Angel. Let's be fair to the she actors. She would make a very good, creepy sex man. Let's be fair to the actors. They did a good job. They were working they, with such poor material. They did a good job. They, they did were great. very believable. Um, so she's writhing, writhing on mm-hmm. the floor. Writhing. Writhing on the floor. Uh, and Sally is speaking to her and they figure it out through the power of family and friendship and blood. Yeah, also blood does play a part in here. Because you remember that scene earlier where they, like, just cut themselves open and bled all over each other like weird, creepy people? They do a similar thing here. And they're being weirder and creepier. Yeah, but this time in front of community, and that makes it okay. And And all of the women of the village are like, I am perfectly okay with this, having previously encouraged my children to throw rocks at them. Now that I know and I'm part of the coven, this is... All right. To be clear, some of these women were themselves throwing rocks at them as children. Yep. Yep. And now they're like, oh, yeah, she's a witch. Cool. Great. So Jilly becomes depossessed. I'm guessing Jimmy goes off into the afterlife. Like he goes into the light or dark or whatever. Uh, Probably. That's it. That's the movie. That's the movie. (laughs) Just kidding. It hasn't ended yet. Oh, my God. Just, why hasn't it ended yet? I just like... It could have ended six times already. I just like messing with Paul. Oh, no, my like, God. It could have ended six times already. It hasn't ended yet. They have some loose ends. Uh, they clean up the yard. They use those brooms to clean it, pick up Jimmy's ashes, um, clear out the rose bush. And uh, there's a leftover police officer who has drunk his beer and had his donut and... He probably paid for the motel and went home and wrote a letter saying that he's not going to prosecute people who are not inside in his jurisdiction and that probably the Jimmy guy died in an accident, uh, which could have happened at the beginning of the film, but you know. You know, like that accident that leaves a car completely unmarked. And then uh, Jilly holds a black cat that was never shown before. Apparently, it's a new one. Uh-huh. And mysteriously tells her sister, like, oh, you're not going to find, you know, him in the ladder. So the sister does yet another spell because that's what was missing from the film. So, uh-huh. And that brings him back again. And everyone's happy with the witches now. And they do a witch ceremony every Halloween where they jump off their roofs with umbrellas. And now it's actually end. That Side note, don't do that. Umbrellas are not parachutes. No, they're not. Don't jump off the roof of your building, please. You will break all your legs. Oh, uh, by the way, the love curse was broken. Um, don't ask how. Yeah, it turns out. Because, you know, magic. Yeah, yeah. You want to take all, let, let's posit a different movie where you had the exact same, everything happens the same way, all of the plots work the same way, but remove all of the magical elements for me. No spells, no magic, whatever. How can you have this without the magic? Nothing changes, Ioana. But 
they brought him back to life. And the reason why they did this whole thing was because his spirit was... The, he possessed his her sister. The if, presence of Jimmy Angel changes nothing about the drama, except that they killed a guy and now have to deal with the consequences. I think the whole point... You are making this difficult, but I'm going to make it difficult even more and reply and say, actually, the whole thing about the community was that they were outsiders because they would not accept themselves. There's some gay messaging there that I'm going to ignore. And mm-hmm. the moment they accepted themselves, they also don't, don't were accepted it. by the community. Don't, don't ignore Because it. they were, you know, happy being who they are. They're, they're you know, authentic selves. You're not and doing a great job of ignoring in, the gay overtones, Joanna. In order to do that, they had to go through the rite of passage of killing Jimmy. <laughs> You know, like most people coming out, yeah, you need to, you need they do you, you do have to, to kill the firstborn son of kill, your enemy. You need to kill a criminal. You need it, to kill just, a criminal in cold just, blood. Yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't in cold blood, to be fair. You're right. That's that wasn't. It, it was, was very self, hot blood. It was in self defense. Both the hottest kind both, of blood. I think time. I just like the phrase "in cold blood" <laughs> to mean it was really bad. That's not what it means. It's never meant yeah. that. That's on me. I said the wrong. Anyway, I don't think you could have made this without magic, no. You absolutely could. Follow the beats with me here. They are in an idyllic thing, and the sister goes off and does whatever, and okay, fine, great. Then they end up with the Jimmy guy, and he becomes a creep man and beats the girlfriend who tries to escape, but he is there, and they have to kill him in self-defense. They decide instead of going to the police, they have to they have to instead uh, hide the body. And now they have the police crawling all over them, but they fall in love with the police officer who then decides not to prosecute them, and then some stuff happens, and they live happily ever after. But that that's the entire beat sheet, Joanna. No, because you don't need magic anywhere there. No, because first of all, the reason why they didn't report it to the police was because they thought that they would be suspect because of the Belladonna. And because they thought the that because they are witches and they don't realize replace that, that with a prescription word, med. Okay, let's replace it with a prescription med. When the p- police officer visits them, if he finds out that they murdered him, he would have no reason not to prosecute because, in fact, he, it's not that he would have come back from the dead and haunted them. But he's in love. Even if you ignore, even if you ignore that, you still are left with a community where they become even more of an outsider because now they were, you know, murderers who were let go by the police, so uh-huh. they are never accepted by the community. They because... weren't accepted in the first place. The fact that uh, look, we're trying. I wouldn't say that it would make it a good movie. I mean, <laughs> no, that removing the magical would... stuff wouldn't materially change the it, nature of the movie it or would, how bad because, it was. Because a big part of the film was character wise Sally accepting who she is and the way she just did that just make her gay just make her gay it's the same movie okay so if you switch gay to gay witch to gay it works but it's the 90s they would not make a movie about a gay person coming out there I agree with you and I'm glad that there's a coming out story coming out in Hollywood <laughs> I hate that it's a bad movie in any case I, I'm you know, you cannot just take out the magic. You have to put something else in there to make it work, is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And yes, you can, but you can't trade magic with gay, which is usually what happens. You can trade magic with gay in films for some reason. Magic and gay are the same thing, Joanna 2023. <laughs> also the force. 
The Force is also gay. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you have gaydar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. If you're particularly attuned to the Force, you look at someone and you're like, I know. Yeah. I can. I don't know how I know, but I know. Yeah. Is that real? The Force? No. No, the gaydar. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I have none then because I keep looking at people like, he seems really like that other guy. Anyway, later, guys. I wonder if he's married. No, it's pretty. It's a very simplified way of, you know, being able to discern, you know, people's behavior. It's probably the same way they can tell each other's witches. Yes. Now, thematically, hang on. If if magic is gay. Does that mean that at the end of the movie, all the women of the village go like, you know, actually me too. Nice. Excellent. Every single per. This is the gayest village. That would have been a great film. I would prefer that film. That would I would forgive a- it so many of the crimes that, that it's committed a- against that its audience. That would have been a hilarious film, but no. And just like all of the women in the village going, yeah, actually. Uh- Remember that time when I thought Sharon was great? Turns out. Turns out she, I, I really thought she was great. Yeah. I don't know what to do about that though. Where do I put a feeling like that? <laughs> I mean, I know exactly where I put a. You know, I'm not going to put it there. You first, now you have. Now you can use the phone tree. Now you can use the phone tree. Yeah. The phone tree of the gays. Nice. The mythical phone tree of the gays. <laughs> Legends say. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> If that doesn't make it into one of your D&D games, I swear. What? The the gay phone tree? The gay phone tree. Nice. The gay wizard phone tree. Nice. Make that a thing. Absolutely. I don't have anything to say about this movie. I, I really did not like this you movie. You didn't like the all. house? No. I thought, mm, listen, the, uh, the sound department was great. <laughs> they did a great job <laughs> recording real good audio. The editors did a... The art department were great. <laughs> the art department were wonderful. I think the director, uh, they chose a great location. Um, you know, they went to extraordinary lengths to make things look a certain way, and they succeeded. Can we comment the trailer now? I didn't. I have not watched the trailer. I so showed this is it all to you. Yours. Did you show it to? I oh, did. you did show it to me. Do you remember? Oh that, god! That I think I've tried to block it out. Really like campy music, very nineties, and they were all like, "Ha ha ha! We're in the town in Maine. Ooh, we're in a town witches. in Maine. Ooh, we're cool witches. And look at us have a pillow fight. Sandra, yeah. Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman drinking probably margaritas. drinking margaritas in their underpants. And oh man, practical this is magic! Practical magic! <laughs> Brutal murder in scene three. <laughs> Domestic abuse themes, scene four. Yeah. You know, like. Drug listen. use. <laughs> oh boy. Drug use, scene one, frankly. Like, practically. I. Oof. There's a pigeon that dies. Uh, yeah, depicted animal abuse. Yeah, for sure. You're not supposed to do that to an animal. Bullying? Eh, PG. Yeah. There's a but. This is this is very PG thirteen. Yeah. Oh boy, I have nothing it, else to say. It other was than presented entirely like a romantic comedy. Yeah, the the trailer is just it's a rom com. Check out the rom com. It's got these two ladies in it. Maybe they'll kiss. Ooh, yeah, <sighs> yeah. 
Uh, do you have anything else to say about I mean, I don't like this movie at all. Oh. I'm, I'm glad I never have to watch it again. <laughs> I, I, I liked it when I was in um, elementary school. Mm. I really liked it. I uh, haven't watched it since. But I do remember that every Halloween people were like, ooh, practical magic. Remember, remember that? And it was like a cult thing and people watched it for Halloween. Oh, boy. There's some sad people out there who <laughs> don't have better movies. Can we start one of those sad advert campaigns I where would... we say, there's people out there. There are people who don't have good movies to watch but at if Halloween. You, if you think about it, other than Nightmare Before Christmas... Is there really a quality-worthy Halloween movie? It's a bunch of good TV shows. Uh, the old Goosebumps show was campy and ridiculous and kind of scary. Are You Afraid of the Dark was really good. I think that was a Canadian production. Not yeah, sure but those were... They're cult as well. I agree. They're, I yeah. I merely mean that they're good. They're all right. Halloween-themed. They're all right. Yeah. Yeah. They super but feel like movie Halloween. movie-wise... You know, Hocus Pocus, Hocus Pocus, yeah. I was okay with Hocus Pocus. I didn't, I don't find Hocus Pocus in any way, shape, or form. Well, no, it doesn't feel how it was more consistent. It at least understood. Look, you had Bette Midler just tearing up the scenery with them (laughs) teeth of hers. She was excellent, she was so good. It's worth it just to watch her have and Sarah Jessica Parker was also hilarious. Yes, yeah. But this one had, like, no redeeming qualities. There was no. one scene where it was like, okay, I guess I get to watch Nicole Kidman and Sandra Bullock dance around in underpants. That's kind of fun for the 12 I seconds I think they it were lasts. in pajamas. Uh, Nicole Kidman is clearly in some sort of lingerie. Okay. And uh, Sandra Bullock is in, like... Well, here, here's the thing that a lot why of women don't, don't get. If you're dancing around in, like, an oversized shirt that's technically marketed toward men... And, like, all that a man is looking at, thinking that, any straight man looking at that is going, that could fall off, like, any minute. <laughs> oh, shit. It could just, like, fall right the hell off right now. Oh, boy. That's the reason it works, okay? Okay. That and, that could be my shirt that she's wearing. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's why it works. So, like, there's a similar hotness level between that and the purposeful, I am wearing lingerie because we are about to do things that I want to do to you. That's, like, a different layers of that, right? The I other one even, is, oops, sorry, I guess it dropped to the floor. I Not d- me. I don't even remember what they were wearing, to be honest. One of them was wearing a plaid shirt. One of them was wearing like some sort of negligee thing. Okay. I do remember thinking that they were wearing pajamas. They were wearing pajamas. Just one of them was wearing super nice silk ones. Okay. And the other one was wearing like a, like clearly her dad's old shirt that she'd pulled out of the drawer there that no one's looked at for 10 years and had to wash it six times to get the smell of motor oil out of it. <laughs> In any case, I I think for me... Obviously, I found it hilarious that you can make like 10 movies out of one. But the one thing I can still question is why have the introduction with the grandma, the great, great, great grandma? Why are we seeing the pilgrims is my big question mark here. I really didn't get that at all, except that they set up there's a curse, I guess. But you don't need the pilgrims. Why are the pilgrims there? You can just have the the aunties say it as a bedtime story to scare the kids. But also the kid is just like, is that why my father is dead now? Yeah. Yes, dear. That's why your father is dead. 
it's too much. It's have too much to be matter of fact that way. Have a brownie. She doesn't even say seem sad when she says it. She's like, is that why my father has died and left me orphaned with you as my, I have to live with my aunts in this weird house where I have like tooth decay and you won't do anything about it because I don't think you understand what a dentist is. <laughs> yes, Donnie, that, that's exactly why. It was a curse, and you see the way that the curse works is your father dies, and, uh, you know, it's just the way that the world works. Don't worry about it too much. Your mom was a f fluke. Yeah, your mom was a fluke. Don't worry about it. It's fine. And that's the movie. Can we finish talking about this movie now? <laughs> God damn, I really don't want to talk about this movie anymore. It's done now. You're fine. We're done. We're over. As you can understand, we're not actually recommending that you watch it. No. But, but if you have, let us know. Why did you watch it? What did you like about it? Would you watch it again? Joanna, do I have to start looking at Twitter again? To get in, answers to these. I'm sure that Twitter has stuff about practical magic. No, I mean, Mostly like if about, people are going to ask me these questions, they got to ask it somewhere. Do I have to set up a social media? I mean, maybe not for practical magic if you don't want to talk TikTok? about it, but another one. Have you ever heard of this new social media app called Facebook? I understand that all the kids are there. <sighs> Kills me. Yeah, meta advertising. All the rage. Yeah. I can't wait to have meetings in the metaverse. We're getting off topic. If we figure out a way for you to contact us, we'll figure it out. I think I'm still on Twitter at one for Paul from the old address. He but is. I don't he's just I don't go to Twitter anymore. I try not to for my own sanity, but if people are gonna tweet nice things at me, I might show up again. So tweet nice things. Later. Bye. <laughs>